Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. Come on into the Earth Church. We have some folding chairs right over here. Plenty of room for you. The unknown. What is that? The unknown. Most of the Earth is a complete mystery to us. It's the unknown. And in the Earth Church, we call that the fabulous unknown. Why do we do that? Why do we call it fabulous? Because the unknown has eyes and ears and touch and music. Lots going on there. We need, desperately, we need to sense through those senses. We need to see through the unknown's eyes. We need to look back at ourselves and witness just exactly what we are doing. We're killing the earth. Or we're standing by passively being consumers while we watch other people consume life. Now we want to stop doing that, don't we? If we witness ourselves from the vantage point of the unknown, at some point, I do believe, and I think we believe this in the Earth Church generally, I think we share this belief, we will suddenly be motivated to do more than just see, or seeing, sensing, a part of that will be moral clarity and the ability to act on that moral clarity. We will save life. We will allow life to save us. Somebody give me an Earth Louis here today. What did you do to the great outdoors? And to our children's children, why and wherefore? You could decide about that thing called life. And more gas, more guns, more sacrifice. Will a child from the future knock on your door? Will she say, I'm a dead kid from 2044? You don't seem to want your future anymore. Future wants more life, not more. I am the ex in extinction, you fools. Your children's children from 2044. And I am looking for a Shut up. 
The unknown has eyes that we need, desperately need to see through them. We need to see ourselves from the unknown. Find out what we're doing because we know we've gone way off track, haven't we? But when you're in trouble, go back to the love. It feels so good. Better than anything else. And there's a reason for that. The earth is giving us that good feeling. The earth is communicating with us through our bodies during the act of love. We're talking to the earth. We're listening to the earth when we're lost in love. And all our sweet nothings and shouts, unseemly grunts and gasps, romantic impossible, impossible promises we make, and hopefully the gratitude and the flowers. It's almost impossible to account. Let me just say it is impossible to keep track of all the signals, all the communicating, the thickness of the communicating is thick as a healthy forest. In the, in the radios and the internets, we get all this music, and it's all about love, about the anxiety and confusion of triumph of love. But not much of it is talking or listening back to the earth. It's just going out into the ether to make money and trip, trip things in us and Make that cash register zing, ka-chunk. By giving us such pleasure while we love, the earth is reminding us that love makes life. Let's get back to that. That's the complex thing. That's not the monoculture. That's not zeros and ones. That's unknown to us, basically. It's undecipherable. It's, it's paranormal. It's, it's new. It's extinction. It's hyper-evolution. It's what we're living in right now. Right now. Whole mountains are going silent because all the life on the mountain is dying. But then life is starting up at an increasing rate as well. Scientists say that uh, life is marching out of rocks, solid rock, a mile beneath the surface of the earth death and life. And where do we fit in that? We wonder. Just go back to the love. You know, go back to the trance states of music. Find the unknown. Find the mystery. Oh, I'm, I'm making Tifo the cat here start to sing down here. <laughs> yeah, find that cat. <laughs> find that, find that newness. You don't get to know what it is ahead of time. And that's love.
Now this morning in they come to invade our territory with armed forces, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They've arrested several people, have removed them off the territory and are currently sitting in the Houston jail. And there's no reason for it. Our people are peaceful, our supporters are peaceful, but they came in with armed forces to remove peaceful people that are doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. We're protecting the land, the air, the water, our rights and title, our authority as hereditary chiefs, and we're exercising our jurisdiction. These are not camps, these are reoccupation of village sites. Where we are now is a village site. 33 is a village site, 39 is a village site, 66 is a village site, 44 is a village site. We have it all documented from hundreds of years ago we've lived there. Now they come in and remove people from our home. If they want to talk about illegal actions, this is exactly what's happened. We're following our law. They are breaking the Constitution of Canada when they are taking free people off their land, removing them from their homes with no reason, no lawful reason, even in their law, and then coming in and removing people. To us, coming in and invading without a real cause other than what a proponent is steering a government and the RCMP, the RCMP have no jurisdiction or authority over us, the hereditary chiefs. We've never ceded nor surrendered our lands. We've never signed a treaty. We are the law of the land. We are free people, and I will go to my territories. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A rare diamond formed 660 meters below the Earth's surface has revealed that astonishing amounts of water may lie in the Earth's transition zone. This new study confirms something that for a long time was only a theory, namely that ocean water accompanies subducting slabs and thus enters the transition zone. This means that our planet's water cycle includes the Earth's interior, though the form the water takes is still unclear. 
Engineers have developed microscopic robots called micro-robots that can swim around in the lungs, delivering medication, and be used to clear up life-threatening cases of bacterial pneumonia. In mice, the micro-robots safely eliminated pneumonia-causing bacteria in the lungs and resulted in 100% survival. By contrast, untreated mice all died within three days after infection. Researchers have discovered a 380-million-year-old heart, the oldest ever found, alongside a separate fossilized stomach, intestine, and liver in an ancient jawed fish, shedding new light on the evolution of our own bodies. The new research found that the position of the organs in the body of arthrodires, an extinct class of armored fishes that flourished through the Devonian period, is similar to modern shark anatomy, offering vital new evolutionary clues. Researchers built a battery-free wireless underwater camera powered by sound waves that can take high-quality color images even in dark environments. It transmits image data through the open water to a receiver that reconstructs the color image. Drinking two to three cups of coffee a day is linked with a longer lifespan and lower risk of cardiovascular disease compared with avoiding coffee, according to research published in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology. The findings applied to ground, instant, and decaffeinated varieties. The results suggest that mild to moderate intake of ground, instant, and decaffeinated coffee should be considered part of a healthy lifestyle. Researchers from the Netherlands Institute for Neuroscience show that powerful hierarchical situations make it easier to commit harmful actions, as agency and empathy are split across multiple individuals. There are numerous historical examples where horrific acts and mass destruction have occurred as a result of hierarchical structure. A superior communicates a plan and a subordinate carries it out. The superior then bears responsibility for the decision but is distanced from the results. While the subordinate experiences authorship over the action but may experience reduced responsibility for its outcomes. Lack of sleep is associated with increased risk of cardiovascular disease, depression, diabetes, hypertension, and sexual dysfunction. A new study now shows that lack of sleep also affects social interactions, making people less willing to help others. MRI scans of sleep-deprived people reveal less activation of empathy parts of the brain. Assessments of sleep deprivation also show decreased desire to help others. Charitable giving even drops 10% after the beginning of daylight saving time. 230 pilot whales became stranded at a beach near Macari Harbor on Tasmania's west coast. Some of the whales were saved, but the vast majority died, and authorities towed the dead animals out to sea where they are most likely to fall to the ocean floor. Whale fall has been found to support the survival of at least 12,490 organisms of 43 separate species. According to Britain's Natural History Museum, a single whale can provide animals with food for up to two years during the scavenging stage. Other animals and bacteria survive off the chemicals produced from the rotting carcass. These organisms, known as chemotrophs, were thought to be unique to underwater volcanic vents, where they use hydrogen sulfide as the principal energy source. Research has shown a similar suite of animals recruit around dead and decaying whales, generating a completely independent ecosystem based on a gas that smells like rotten eggs. Only a few organisms can break down the bones that remain in a process that might take up to 10 years. The accident at Reactor 4 of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in 1986 generated the largest release of radioactive material into the environment in human history. 
The impact of the acute exposure to high doses of radiation was severe for the environment and the human population. But more than three decades after the accident, Chernobyl has become one of the largest nature reserves in Europe. A diverse range of endangered species find refuge there today, including bears, wolves, and lynxes. Recently, scientists detected several eastern tree frogs with a very unusual black tint. The species normally has a bright green dorsal coloration, but these Chernobyl tree frogs have a much darker coloration, and some are even pitch black with very high levels of melanin present. Melanin is responsible for the dark color of many organisms. What is less known is that this class of pigments can also reduce the negative effects of ultraviolet radiation, and its protective role can extend to ionizing radiation too, as has been shown with fungi. Melanin absorbs and dissipates part of the radiation energy. In addition, it can scavenge and neutralize ionized molecules inside the cell. These actions make it less likely that individuals exposed to radiation will go on to suffer cell damage and increase their survival chances. The dark melanation of the eastern tree frogs in Chernobyl, Hyla orientalis, is thought to be an evolutionary response to radiation. Scientists from the University of Tel Aviv have identified and isolated two new antibodies that appear to have great efficacy against SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. The team found that the two had a combined neutralization efficacy against all strains, including the currently dominant one, of up to 95%. Antibodies have already been successfully employed in treatments. The most effective ones were those found binding themselves to the cellular receptor ACE2 on the virus's infamous spike protein. As reported in Communications Biology, scientists found two different antibodies not used before that administered in high concentrations could be a suitable alternative to vaccines, especially for at-risk people. They could even make the need for booster doses a thing of the past. In the Santa Marta Mountains of Colombia, an experienced birdwatcher spotted a Santa Marta saw-brewing hummingbird. This was only the second time the critically endangered hummingbird has been documented since 1946. The last bird was spotted in 2010, and the species has long been considered lost to science. Only around 15% of forests in the Santa Marta Mountains are still standing, and the Santa Marta saw brewing was found in an area of forest with no protection. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Sumatran rhino. Sumatran rhinos are the smallest of the living rhinoceroses and the only Asian rhino with two horns. They are covered with long hair and are more closely related to the extinct woolly rhinos than any of the other rhino species alive today. Calves are born with a dense covering that turns reddish-brown in young adults and become sparse, bristly, and almost black in older animals. They survive in small, fragmented, non-viable populations. And with limited possibilities to find each other to breed, its population decline continues. Just two captive females have reproduced in the last 15 years. The Sumatran rhino once inhabited rainforests, swamps, and cloud forests in India, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and southwestern China. It is now critically endangered, with only five substantial populations in the wild four in Sumatra and one in Borneo. A new estimate compiled by rhino experts concludes there are likely between 34 and 47 Sumatran rhinos left in the wild. And hear the sound of the Sumatran rhino. Yeah.
I was in the car with Savitri. Savitri and Billy driving across South Dakota for days, destinationless. Miles and miles of corporate farming, GMO corn, soybeans. And we kept going, we came out to Sioux country, all of a sudden there weren't any fences anymore. And we gravitated down toward what is known as the Badlands. We paid some money, I think it was 12 bucks or something, to go into the Badlands, a 37-mile drive in your car on the edge of white and pink and purple and black striated rock, very beautiful. A little on the order of the Grand Canyon, coming right out of the prairie. We drove for a while. We had both been there before, years before, when we were much younger. Something about the whole thing was uh, not quite making it for us this time. And we pulled into this scenic, I think they called it a viewing point. I think they were called viewing points. Little parking lots on the edge of the promontory that juts out over the panoramic rock of the Badlands. And we never talked about it, but we just sort of stepped over the fence and sort of walking into the scenic view. We just ingested some kind of inhaled some sort of breath of bravery or something. We had to know that I mean, there were signs and everything. You can't leave the little cul-de-sac. <laughs> we walked down, down, down into the scenic view. We pierced the scenic view. We committed the crime of becoming people inside other people's scenic view. They're not supposed to have any people over there. We kept walking, not talking, walking farther and farther. And then we sort of walked through a a sort of crease in the beautiful layered rocks. Went up into the sky like a city block up. We walked in this little narrow canyon. Came out behind the scenic view. There was a beautiful meadow there. A kind of, uh, would you call it a swale? What's a swale? Have I heard that word somewhere? Uh, there might have been a little stream there. I don't think I saw the stream, but it's a little bit like, like a, a valley. We walked into this meadow of all these native long grasses. It's different. 
we still weren't not talking. I mean, we held hands now and again. Mostly we just kept walking. All the sounds of the wind in the grass, the wind whistling through the rocks. And then finally we sat down. We lay on our sides and then waited. Waited for a long time. And then the grassland around us began to change. There were heads surfacing in the grasses, looking at us. Animals of different kinds. Conclusion of this half hour of earth riotousness. Tomorrow, the Stop Shopping Choir goes into Joe's Pub at the Public Theater on Lafayette Street here in New York City. We'll be there at 4 p.m. and you can get your tickets at joespub.com forward slash tickets and get your discount from the promo code RevBilly10. RevBilly10. You know, we will go to the Broadway Lafayette subway station after the performance, around 5.20. We will go there together. We're Jordan Neely, longtime artist, part of the subway performing community. Jordan was murdered just a few days ago by an ex-Marine, son of a cop. And Jordan uh, may have been in a hard way, hungry, but he never attacked anybody. And, and we need to be a society that is defaulting to compassion. The ordinary thing is to protect each other, to heal each other, to ask each other what we can do. We have to return from this, uh, this world of suspicion. And if anything strange happens, if you see something suspicious, tell a policeman. You know, this whole, this whole aura of fear, let's break it down with love. 
Somebody give me a love hallelujah here today. Hallelujah.